next is button. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, well, a very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Tim Pone, OneRadioNetwork.com. It is the 27th of June. Hey, we're on the downside. It's kind of moving towards winter. That's right. Ever since, what, last week? Uh, every day is one minute shorter, so we're moving towards winter, so... If it's 100 degrees out there, don't worry. It'll be over soon. We're going to have a fun week for you. Um, the lady who wrote uh, The Lethal Dose, Murder by Medicine, is no accident, is in the green room in Panama. Her name is Dr. Jennifer Daniels. It's the fourth Monday, and she's here then. And we have so many emails for her that probably have to do a six-hour show, but she won't do that, so we'll do what we can. But <laughs> tomorrow, She's got to go play golf, you know, um, or slide down a hill or do her yoga or something, or crochet. Tomorrow, we're going to go over to Ukraine with a fellow who's been in the Donbass reason. He's a patriot, formerly, formerly from, former something from Texas, Russell Bentley. He's out there in the interweb where he doesn't get canceled, uh, censored, and he's going to give you his opinion of what's really going on over there, because he's there. So that'll be tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, very interesting lady that I hooked up with about five weeks ago. Her name is Sally K. Norton, uh, Bachelor of Science Nutrition from Cornell, Master of Public Health from University of North Carolina, uh, managed a five-year National Institute of Health-funded program at the UNC Medical School about holistic alternative and integrative healing. She's got a thing about oxalates, and has quite a bit of research and papers uh, to show you that these things are not good. Oxalates. They're in a lot of stuff like spinach, and they're in kale, and almonds, and they're in a lot of different stuff. So we're going to talk to her. Um, but before we do that, we're going to go and talk to Jennifer Daniels, because she's fun. Good morning, Dr. Daniels. Hello, hello. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> What do you got, girl? What do you got there? I am crocheting. You are. Oh, boy. You're going to get so, like, centered, spiritual. You're going to just rise up above the clouds and we'll never see you again. Uh, that's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a nice, uh, a nice uh, thing for you to, you know, to, to crochet. You like it? Well, what I have determined... Having crossed the grand old age of 65. Oh, well, I guess that works. Yes. It is that life has changed. <laughs> and I now see it as my duty to be a support to the generations behind me. Oh. I have lived my life. I've done my best. And it's worked out fine. And so if I see a young little girl who needs a crocheted beach top, by golly, I'm crocheting it. Well, they see, there you go. Oh, yeah, yep. I got little uh, other one, little kid. I met his mother. She had his big belly. I said, "Oh my God, congratulations! What does that baby need?" And she said, "Well, uh, he can use a hat." It's okay. I went on the on the internet and watched a couple of videos, and I was crocheting like nothing, and I had that hat done. Yeah. If you would like to be I on the show. If you'd like to be on the show, you can call us at 888-663-6386. 
email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. I said, like I said, we got, whoa, I don't know. She's very popular just because she's fun. But um, so we're going to get to so all So that crocheting of, keeps me honest. Keeps yeah, me honest. I, yeah, I like that. Because yeah. you can't crochet if you have arthritis. Look at these fingers. Look at those fingers. No arthritis. Can't crochet with arthritis. And you can't crochet if you're too blind to see the stitches. Okay, I'm going to throw something out to you just for fun because, you know, it's in the news. And you're an interesting lady. You might have an opinion about this. Possible, yeah. So you're in a, you're in a courtroom and you know, you're, you're, you're a, what are you? We already got trouble. No, no, you know, no, no, you're an, expert, you're an expert witness, right? You're an expert witness. Oh, expert witness. Okay, I've done that before. Okay. You, that okay. And um, so I'm the attorney and I'm, I'm arguing on one side or the other. You can pick which, because I'm not going to mm. tell you. So, uh, right. Dr. Daniels, when, in your opinion, I know it's just your opinion, but that's why you're here. When does life yeah. begin? Yeah. Mm. When does life begin? Oh, that's easy. Okay. Life begins when the sperm and egg unite. That's simple. And why do you say that, Miss Daniels? Well, life is simply the ability to, to reproduce. And so once the sperm and the egg unite, then that, that unit starts reproducing and making more cells. That's what life is. They, they actually define that in medical school, that that's what life is. Now, the question is, that's, that's actually irrelevant though. The question is, as a culture, at what point is it okay to end life? At what point is it, is it okay to end this growth process? That's the question. The question is not when does life begin. The question is at what point do we as a society feel it's okay to end that life? And then the next question is, before we even get to that question as a society, is who has the right to decide? And even once you decide who has the right to decide, the next question is, once that person makes a decision, Whose responsibility is it to provide the resources to go through with the decision? So in other words, I can decide that I want to kill you, but who's got to pay for the gun? You, because you're the killer. That's your opinion. Yeah, no, I know. I, that's all I got that's is my opinion. opinion. Yeah. But apparently that opinion, that's not the case. What Roe v. Wade is about is it's the government's responsibility to make sure this lady gets a gun whenever she wants it. The government has to subsidize clinics where she can go to to do this thing. Mm -hmm. So what's happened is people are not looking closely enough at the question, what are we saying? So by the court overturning Roe v. Wade, they're not saying you can't end life. That's not what they're saying. What they're saying is the government has no place in determining that the life is ended or in facilitating the process. Right. That's all it says. So if you want to end a life, one that's inside of you, let's say, uh, you've got lots of options. One, you can go online and for five bucks and for free, they'll ship you the pills in the mail. You shove them up your vagina and you've got uh, an abortion. Now, in case you guys don't know who are listening, that abortion done with those pills is 100% effective. The abortion done by your doctor, surgically in the clinic, is not 100% effective. They try and try and try, and sometimes they just can't. <laughs> so what 
Roe v. Wade has said is the government does not have the obligation to guarantee to a woman what is now a less effective method. But they're not precluding the more effective methods, which is simply her uh, getting these pills for um, free or probably as much as $10, instead of the government having to subsidize an abortion to the tune of $500, 1000 or $2,000, whatever they're paying these clinics. Now, so that's one thing. She can do that. Next, she can get vaccinated. 86% abortion rate. Get your vaccine while you're pregnant. Uh, next thing, she can buy a ticket to a state that will surgically do the abortion. But the most effective and most convenient method of ending her pregnancy, and the safest, by the way, is still available to her, which is these uh, misoprolol indigestion pills. They were okayed by the FDA for indigestion, by the way. Really? Just in case you're wondering about the competency of the FDA. And of course, <laughs> they're lousy for indigestion, right? Because when you're pregnant and you take these pills and start aborting, oh, you get indigestion. Right. <laughs> so these pills are totally ineffective for what the FDA approved them for, but they noticed, oh, all these ladies are having, well, can we call it miscarriages? So then there's that, and this is, a, this is a true story. This is the history of the pill, and of this particular pill. And then they realized it can be used for ending pregnancies, but they'd already okayed it for indigestion. Hmm. Dr. Daniel, any idea of um, this pill? What's it called? Misoprolol. Misoprolol? Misoprolol? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to pronounce. Yeah, it is. So any idea of, um, I don't, I guess I've not done studies of how far along one could be before Oh, no, 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 they've done these studies. This pill's oh, been available since at least 1990. I, mean, I use it in my practice. We didn't know what in my practice got an abortion. They just got these pills, shoved up the vagina, bam, done. Totally confidential, never had to go to a clinic, nothing. How long can, how far along could one be? Uh, in, in 10 weeks. 100% effective up to 10 weeks. Oh, 10 Research weeks. Research has been done. Okay. 100% effective up to 10. That means you can miss two periods, and it's 100% effective. Hmm. And you actually used it? Yeah, medical practice, 100% effective, just like they said. Wow. Hmm. What would happen if you What's took it? What's the abortion about a business? What would happen if you took it after 10 weeks? Um, it's just less effective. Okay. In fact, it is used uh, when it's a stillbirth. The doctor just gives it to the lady, and boom, she pops the, ba the stillbirth baby right out. Well, I'll be done. Well, hmm. No, this has been in medical use. Surgical abortion, as we know it, Abortion, as Roe v. Wade guarantees, it has been obsolete since at least 1990. Right. Huh. Interesting. It's now taken 32 years to say, let's, the let's have the government stop guaranteeing this obsolete tool to win. You can go back to coat hangers if you want to, but this pill is so cheap. Like I said, free is cheaper than a coat hanger. But on the idea, though, I... I think as a culture, for each state is going to have to decide when life begins because they there is a law. No, 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 no wait, wait, wait. Well, just hold on a second. Will you just hold on a second? Jeez. <laughs> okay, so in the state, Dr. Daniels, every state has a law against murder, okay? So would you not have to decide when a life begins, whether or not it's murder? So let's use that word murder. Okay. 
Murder means killing that's illegal. So it is not illegal to go to war and kill people. It is not illegal for um, uh, capital punishment. There, it's not illegal for doctors to accidentally uh, kill 300,000 plus Americans a year. That's what they admit to. It's actually more than a million, but that's one we looked at. But what I'm saying is there are so many exceptions and there's so many times when it's okay to kill people in the United States that to say there's a law against killing is laughable. So the question is not, is there a law against killing? Murder, you're, you're kind of circular reasoning there. So the word murder means that the killing is illegal. So that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about killing here. And the question is, should the government designate this particular killing as just a killing, which is okay? Or should they designate it as an illegal killing, which is murder? Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Kind of, yeah. So by calling it murder, you're already saying it's illegal. And so you've precluded even the government making a decision on the matter. So really what we're talking about here is just, we're talking about killing, and should this particular killing be okay, or should it be murder? Right. That's all we're talking about. Does that make sense, or more sense? No, no, kind of sort of, yeah, 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 kind of. As a libertarian, I don't know if government should be involved at all. I agree. Do you? Now, let me tell you why I feel they should not be involved. It's not because I have an opinion either way. I I, I personally do have a a feeling about this, but that's irrelevant. The point is, if you're going to do something, in this case, uh, kill another human, Mm -hmm. if the government says, you can't do that, there are also saying we have the power to say you must do that. And so what you don't want is you don't want the government getting involved and compelling women who have a baby inside of them to end that pregnancy. So we got to give women protection on both sides of this. We've got to protect them from the government saying you must harm your baby mm-hmm. and saying you can harm your baby. You know, it's a slippery slope. And the question is, where does the authority of the government end? If the government can say, oh, well, you may not end your pregnancy at this point, but you can end your pregnancy at that point, then that's kind of the nose of the camel under the tent saying, oh, wait, you must end your pregnancy because of a health decision, Mm -hmm. a condition that you have or whatever. But the incredible pressure women get to end their pregnancy if the doctor says the baby has Down syndrome. Never mind the diagnosis is not generally accurate. But so that's one reason is that we don't want the government forcing women to end their pregnancies. Of course not. Number two is if the government says, okay, this is a right, we're going to guarantee it, as in Roe v. Wade. Now the government says, okay, we're going to set up clinics, we're going to fund those clinics, we're going to give those clinics, you know, mm-hmm. uh, $20 for $1 they spend on abortions like any other charity, right? <clears throat> so you now have an un- uh incredible financial burden on ladies, whether they choose to have abortions or not. They're all paying 20 times the cost for one lady somewhere to have an abortion. It's much better to have each lady, if she wants to have an abortion, that's her decision and she can finance it. And now with uh, this misoprolol, you know, she can finance her own abortion for under $10. Hmm. Less than transportation to the nearest abortion clinic. So what do you think the, what's going on with that? I've, I mean, that's the first time I've even heard that there is a safe pill called Aposorol, 
you know, nobody even talks about the pronunciation that. is very, very difficult. So I'm going to spell it for you. M-I-S-O-P-R-O-S-T-O-L. Misoprostol. M-I-S-O-P-R-O-S-T-O-L. It has been commercially available in the United States since the 80s. Interesting. I started using it in my practice in the 90s. Uh, actually, what happened was I fell out with the abortion guys. He said, I don't want any of your patients for any reason at all. I hate you. I said, okay, I get it. <laughs> so then I went to the medical school library. I said, I heard about this pill. That's waiting for more information, which, of course, never came. So I went to the medical school library, looked it up, and the very research that you said you didn't think they did had already been done, and it was 100% effective up to 10 weeks. Wow. And so what ha- when ladies take this pill, then, then what's there? It just comes out? Falls out. It's like having a period. Mm. The lining of the uterus just sheds, comes out, you have some cramps, you're done. Mm. Mm. It's better than the morning after pill, because the morning after pill, you take it every every morning after you have sex, right? But this pill, you take after you miss a period. So you're get, literally going to take a lot fewer doses. And, of course, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Mm. Well, this is a curious thing. So what I'm trying to explain is this is a non, non-question that's being debated. Women have the right to affordable, convenient abortions. They have had this uh, accessibility ever since, to my knowledge, 1990. And when the internet hit in 2000, they can now get them free on the internet. There's all these women rights groups who will send you free for a donation of a dollar or nothing, just anything, they'll send you these pills. So it's difficult to argue that a woman cannot afford to end her pregnancy mm-hmm. safely. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to argue that the government has any role at all in assisting her in that process because it's just so easy to do. Mm-hmm. So this is a non-issue distraction to distract people from the real issue, which is they're now figuring out COVID never existed. <laughs> I know. I know. I agree. There's the real elephant in the room. There's the real one. Yeah. Boy, they're going to keep doing everything they can to make sure nobody talks about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, here we are. Let's see, somebody's already called in. Good morning, who's this? Hi, this is Pam. Hi, Pam, you're on there with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Go ahead. Uh, hi, Dr. Daniels. I have a few questions. First one is for doctors. Uh, I heard that high doses of iodine can help prevent them. I know what you said about... Prevent what, sweetie? Know. High doses of iodine can prevent what? Cold sores. Cold sores. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, I know about the collagen and all that, but just if someone doesn't want to, the person doesn't want to do like eat the cow soup or whatever. Um, so I, 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 they suggested high dose iodine. Um, I don't know. Is, is that... Are you getting cold uh, sores? Not me. It's, it's some uh, one of my friends, uh, and she wanted me to ask you about high dose iodine for it because she heard about it okay. from someone. Okay, let's deal with that. Is it oral or topical? Iodine, iodine. Yeah. Oral by mouth. Or oh, topical? oral. Yes. <laughs> no oral. Okay, so high dose iodine is simply unsafe. That's just put it right there. It's unsafe. Just don't do it. Okay. Next. Okay. Um, the, the other question I have about me, I have um, like some brown spots on my face. I've had them ever 
for many, many years, uh, probably yeah. from the sun. Is there any way to get rid of them? It's not from the sun. So let's just clear that up right now. If it was from the sun, it wouldn't be spots. It'd be all over your face, right? So, so we have to, let's exonerate the sun on this one. <laughs> the real problem okay. is the impurities in your blood are being dumped in your face. That's the real problem. Hmm. So the real question then is how do we remove these impurities from your face since it's kind of cosmetic? You know, I mean, you don't like the way it looks. Are these freckles yeah. or are they big blotches? They're not that big. They're small, but it's it's several of them on my face. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The question. The question. Focus. Let's focus. Would you call it a freckle, or you think it's larger than that? Uh, a little larger than a freckle. Some some the size of a freckle. Okay, so let's call it freckles. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, once the freckles take hold, it's tough to get rid of them. In fact, you see, I have some on my nose. They started coming up when I was twenty. Terrible. 22, actually. The best thing you can do with freckles, honestly, is not get any more of them. Okay, so how do you not get any more freckles? Uh, one way to not get any more freckles is to make sure that your bowels are moving uh, and you're well hydrated. And that keeps the toxins moving along so they don't settle in your face. The next uh, way to not get any more um, freckles is to put castor oil on your face every day. And what that does hmm. is it cleanses those molecules daily and has them remove and dump uh, their toxins. And of course, mm -hmm. eat your collagen. So when you eat your collagen, what your body will do is it'll say, oh my God, that cell is filled with toxins. We've got this collagen right here. Let's just take that cell, throw it away and replace it. So okay. if you have a high collagen diet, your body will replace these cells that are filled with toxins and you'll maintain a beautiful uh, complexion. And this is why I, at the age of 65, don't have age bumps. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I've had them since my 20s. I told you, I got these in my 20s. I'm just not getting any more. <laughs> just not doing enough. Okay. Yeah. okay I, have a... I, I said enough. E-N-U-F. <laughs> enough. E enough. I have another question, Dr. Daniels. Dry lips. I, I drink a lot of water and I still have, my lips are severely dry still. Hmm. Unless it's summertime, it's really hot outside, but my lips tend to be dry for the most part. So the cure is pretty straightforward. It's a quarter cup flaxseed, one cup water, soak overnight, drink in the morning. Done. Dry lips in the winter or outside of summer. Flax? Flaxseed. Dry lips. Huh. Like every day? Well, I mean, whatever it takes to get rid of the uh, the dry lips. You might find that once you get rid of the dry lips, you can keep them away maybe twice a week or once a week or twice a month. Okay, gotcha. Okay, another question. I'm sorry. I know it's... Uh, Go ahead. Um, mom has uh, bronchitis. Uh, Who? So she usually gets a cold that turns into bronchitis. Her son. And my mom. This is your mother? Yeah, your mom. mother has bronchitis, you said? Yeah, mom. Your yeah. phone is not very clear, but thanks to cell phones. Okay. But I got don't it. get me started. Yeah. So what, uh, we, what, we could just stop right now. We don't even need any more information. She's your mother. That makes her between 60 and 80 years old. Yes. So her big... So it used to be in the old days when people had bronchitis, you know, cough, maybe productive, maybe not, little wheeze, whatever. I would say, oh, my God, give them the inhaler. Uh, but now I realize that's not the case. 
So you just apply Vicks Vapor Rub from the neck down, neck down to chest, front and back, once or twice a day. And then increase her water intake, increase her bowel movements, and if she will tolerate it, give her a little turpentine and bam, it'll be done. Hmm. It, it'll be gone in, I don't know, 48 hours. How, how much turpentine? I don't know. How much does she weigh? I mean, 100, uh, about 200, 300. About 160. About 160. Oh, I would say half a teaspoon will do it. Half a teaspoon of uh, turpentine over a uh, heaping teaspoon of sugar. Okay, and that and that won't cause any reactions, being that she hasn't prepped for turpentine the way we're supposed to in the other. She has what? Uh, she, she's asking if uh, she might have any kind of reactions to it since she's. Oh, needed. I see. I see. I see. Uh, 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 okay, so this is a see. Working with your parents is a problem because they don't have any respect for you. They see you as the child whose diapers they changed, and you never quite get out of that view in their mind. So in that case, since she's not going to go through any kind of elaborate anything, just give her a quarter cup of castor oil with uh, about three-fourths teaspoon of turpentine in it. Stir it up and have her drink it down. And that'll just evacuate her bowels, give her her turpentine dose. Meanwhile, make sure you put the Vicks on her front and back chest and give her plenty of water to drink. And then that's it. She'll be fine by morning. Okay. Oh, I, I should ask for my friend, what supplements would you recommend for cold sores? Or is there anything else that she can take to help Your friend that? is not serious about healing. Okay, your friend is not serious. Don't take her too seriously. <laughs> Just relax. Be a good friend. Buy her a Snickers bar. Take her to a movie. Whatever. This cold sore, she's not willing to eat connective tissue. She's not serious about it. So the other thing she can do, though, is she can just take turpentine and just dab it on the cold sore. Once Again, this is not going to prevent cold sores. Once the cold sore shows up, she can start dabbing with turpentine. It will be gone in hours. Okay. Okay, my dear. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. So, Doc, uh, this this idea that a cold sore is some kind of herpes virus, you not you don't go there. You just don't go there. No, I've been there. Been there, stay too long. <laughs> stay too long at the fair. <laughs> yes, and none of the medical interventions worked. It was so frustrating. Isn't that funny? And then I um, discovered the topical turpentine, cleared them once they showed up. But again, this person asked about prevention, right? So if you're applying topical turpentine, hmm. once they show up, then you're not, it's not prevention, right? It's treatment. But the prevention is to fix the underlying problem, which is basically eat your connective tissue. So the connective tissue, trying to understand, is meaningful because this, these little guys are running around in all of us, kind of, sort of, and they'll pop out if the connective tissue is weak? No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm knitting, right? Or crocheting. I got a hole here. I got a hole. That hole is your herpes ulcer, that hole on the skin, right? What am I going to patch it with? Am I going to patch it with an ink pen? No. Am I going to patch it with a cell phone? No. I'm going to patch it with some yarn, right? It's the same thing. Yep. A cold sore is just a break in the skin. Don't dress it up. Oh, Don't it's make just a break. It's got nothing to do just with anything. It's a any... break in the skin. I'll be done. It's only nutritional deficiency. That's uh, all it is. Isn't that We've been sold on this viral herpes origin of blah, 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 to sell drugs. That's all. It's all made up. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> That's great. Hi, Patrick. Uh, what would Dr. Daniels recommend for aortic stenosis? My husband was born with a bicuspid aortic valve, 
which after a few decades has turned into aortic stenosis. We first found it when he was very short of breath and collapsed, tried healing, tried healing, oh, tried healing modalities such as juicing, herbs, nutrition. After a year, he collapsed again. There seems to be some improvement along the way, but obviously not there yet. We are urgently looking to avoid surgery. Can you give me some suggestions? Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's just let's take a wild guess. The surgery that's being proposed is to replace the aortic valve. I'm just taking a guess. Replacing what, dear? Oh, no. uh, one of the, the, the valves? Replace the valve. Replace uh, the valve. So I, the valve is too narrow, not doing the The simplest thing is to go to the grocery store. Well, maybe the butcher. Buy some pig hearts, boil them up, make a stew out of them, chop them up. Do not clean those pig hearts like they're going to tell you to do. If you go on TV, they'll say how to prepare a pig heart. And they'll say, cut the heart open, rinse out all the blood, and cut out all that connective tissue, and then cut it. Don't do any of that. <laughs> Take the heart. Well, I'd recommend maybe four hearts, because pig hearts aren't that big. Hmm. Take four pig hearts and pressure cook them for about two hours. Bay leaves, salt, pepper whatever you want to put in there, your favorite spice, Italian spice, curry spice, whatever you like. Anyway, you pressure cook them, they're now done. Now you chop them up and make your favorite chili using the pig heart instead of uh, ground beef. And have him eat that, eat, eat a bowl a day of that, and uh, his body will go in and repair his oriented body. Isn't that great? Now, so you say you just keep doing it until you... Do you feel some healing going on or it's done or how would you Oh, he'll feel some healing going on pretty quick, okay. probably in less than a week. Wow. Yeah. This, wow. Is not, this is not uh, do it for six weeks and call me back kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Pig arts, huh? Go figure. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Daniels. Um, thanks for coming on Patrick's show. You're welcome. What's the perfect diet for a baby six months to five years? Can you recommend a book or resource for raising healthy children like remedies for the common cold. Also, how can a breastfeeding mom take, oh, can a breastfeeding mom take turpentine? Well, yes, it appears a breastfeeding mom can take turpentine. Just put a little bit of turpentine on the baby, on the sole of the baby's foot, like a drop on each oh. uh, foot. So that's the breastfeeding issue. What to feed the baby, feed him exactly what you, what you eat. Just offer it to him, and he'll start. He'll take what he wants to take, and not take what he doesn't want to take. That's the best thing. Any kind of baby food, special food, blah blah blah, is going to leave your baby basically malnourished. So don't do that. Also, they put a lot of chemicals, poisons, and just trash in baby food. Um, so you don't want to get involved in that. So I had three children. The first child, I bought two jars of baby food. Second child, I bought one jar of baby food. The third child. <sighs> just fed the kid what we were eating yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it worked out just great and um the kids the kids kid will grow up uh nice and healthy yeah yeah so whatever they want to eat uh, whatever they like just give it to them no no it's not what i said i said feed them what you eat if they see a commercial and like something that's just too bad no i understand so no i I, I know what, what you're saying you feed them, yeah, what, you feed them eat. what you eat and then they'll the pick and choose what they want yeah, it would be to grind up some liver into what uh, you give them uh, every now and then or frequently. So they get at least a, a mouthful of liver every week or so. Yeah. It's funny you say that. You know, back in the day when I was a kid, uh, nobody went to the vet. They didn't have them. 
Nobody gave them dog food because they wanted them there. And we just fed right. them table scraps, right, Doc? And we had dogs right. that lived 20 years, never got sick. We just fed them, gave them what we were eating, just like, you know. And then yeah. Johnny Carson bring out Alpo about 19, I don't know when it was, and boy, it all oh, started. It remember that? It all started from there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. And interesting. Well, I talked to my grandmother. It really shocked me. So, yeah. so I was pretty old, a teenager. I went down to visit my grandmother, and there was this dog hanging around the house. And I said, oh, is that your dog? She said, yeah, yeah, it's my dog. Yeah. I said, oh, well, what do you feed him? She looked at him. said, feed him? See, I ain't got no use for no dog can't hunt for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, <laughs> I guess we've got it wrong up north. That's right. That's great. Yeah, oh my God. I I had a cat like that that was just great, and uh, she, I didn't have to hardly ever feed her. You know, it's just she, you know, lizards, whatever. I don't know. She just in and out. She just ate. She just ate food. She she was, she did great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> my name is Chauncey from Hello? Georgia. <clears throat> oh, nice. Hi, Chauncey. Hi, Chauncey. Could you please ask Doctor Daniels how her mom is doing? Oh. Isn't that nice? <laughs> they thought about your mom. Mom, well, first of all, she's 90 years old. Yeah. If those of you don't know the backstory, mom's 90 years old. She signed herself into a nursing home for what she thought was physical therapy. And it was a terrible nightmare. And she ended up basically comatose. Oh. And she was transferred to the hospital. And they agreed to let us take her home on hospice with the understanding that she'd be dead pretty soon, like two weeks, and gave us some pretty ample morphine prescriptions to help things along. So, of course, my daughter calls and says, Mom, I have these prescriptions. Should I get them filled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a millennial. <laughs> she's a millennial. <laughs> Come on, Mom. I said, absolutely not. And uh, we fed Mom food, and now she's up, and she's walking to the kitchen at least once a day with her walker. She's toileting herself independently. Oh. Um, she does still use the bedside commode. Hmm. And she is now very irritated with all of her children because none of them seem to be able to help her pay her bills. Now, she's got enough money. That's not the problem. <clears throat> the problem is she wants to pay her bills by writing a check and mailing it in the payment. Did you hear that? You're not laughing I yet? do that. I do that every now and then, very rarely, but I still do that. No, 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 no. They will not. They told mom, you've got to pay these bills. Oh, online. you got to do it online. <gasps> what? <laughs> so she is indignant. She's working through this. So now she's decided she's got to learn how to do this online thing. Oh, boy. And so mom, at 90 years old, is wrestling with online bill payment. Good for her. And where does she live? She lives in Syracuse, New York. Yeah. So we're letting grandma work through this because it keeps her occupied. Yeah, actually. it'll be a good thing. She'll... And nothing's getting cut off. You know, if yeah. push comes to shove, she can call one of the kids. He'll send in a, a payment yeah. <laughs> online. I understand. That's, that's, that's funny. Yeah. I've got one place, my internet, that does, can't even do it online, so you got to send them a check, you know? <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's <laughs> very, very funny. It's totally entertaining and amusing. So we just... It's certainly... Yeah, but she went from comatose to, yeah. And she doesn't need anybody uh, of the wound, the big, huge wound that was like, you know, 20 inches by 5 inches, and they recommended amputation. It's totally healed in. Whoa. Doesn't need any dressings. Well, of course, we had to put it on a piggier diet, right, to fill in all the connective tissue. And so it healed the wound over right nicely. That's funny. 
This is from Cindy in Idaho, where all the buffalo roam. I miss our weekly talks on Vimeo. They were very inspirational. Will you ever start them oh. again? Well, I'm in the process of being banned from just about every every platform we can think of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I was too. I thought I'd already been banned. I didn't think it banned you twice. So you can go to vitalitycycles.com. That's my website, vitalitycycles.com. And there's a whole trove of shows there, recordings. Even the Vimeo ones are there. I need to change. See, I don't know how we got the wrong address again. I'm going to do. So so what do you got on there while I'm changing this? Um, VitalityCycles.com. Cycles. C-Y-C. And okay, we yes. have uh, recordings of all of the shows that I've done. Oh, cool. We have, oh, the person asked about what you could do to keep her baby healthy. Get the Home Healers Program. It will tell you how to keep your whole family healthy and the baby as well. Oh, the lady that really asked about food. You won't need health insurance, ambulance, hospital, emergency room, or doctor. You will be free. I said the, the lady that asked about the meat. So what's the Home Healers course on through your website? Yeah, Home Healers course at VitalityCycles.com. Just click the tab. And of course, there's Vitality Capsules at VitalityCycles.com. And Vitality Capsules help improve your circulation, uh, give you more bowel movements, clean you out, and they're safe and comfortable. And they feel so natural, you'll feel like your body's just doing this all by itself. Well, I tell you what, those puppies are strong for me, you know. I mean, yeah. I ordered some, I guess, about a month ago because I hadn't taken some for a while. But after talking to you, I said, well, you know, I'll do some for a while. And I have to take, open up the capsule and just do like a half. Otherwise, it gets to be too much for me. And then it exactly, just, but a half is just right. Yeah, it's just right. Yeah, it's just right. It's a nice, smooth yeah. feeling. Kind of works everywhere, too. Tell folks about it. It works on the, the liver, gallbladder. Works on the liver, the gallbladder. It works in the circulatory system to help increase your circulation to your brain, hands, feet, all the extremities and organs. And so, because you increase the circulation to those organs, you also increase the nutrition and the removal of toxins. And so, this is what gives them the gives you the feeling of vitality. That's why we call them vitality caps. That's why we call them vitality. That's right. <laughs> Tam is writing. My husband, who is from West Africa. Mm. has crocodile skin on his arms and legs, and he thinks from being out in the sun since he was a child. Wow. Over the years, he's tried so many different things to get rid of, and nothing seems to work. There always seems to be a new exfoliant scrub, butter, or balm that he thinks will do the trick, but never works. I finally said, well, let's ask Dr. Daniels if she has any ideas. Crocodile skin from a fellow from Africa. That's great. So every time you exfoliate this poor guy, you create a superficial wound which generates more crocodile skin. Oh. So exfoliation is not, not the answer. Yes. <laughs> so much for the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what he needs to do is mix together um, one cup of castor oil and one teaspoon of lavender essential oil. So the lavender is very powerful at healing the skin. Hmm. And you just mix this up. And then, I mean, you don't need a blender. A spoon will do fine. <laughs> and he should apply it from the waist down for four days and then head to toe. And apply it daily, and his crocodile skin will just simply go away. Oh, now, on the other end, the other end, <laughs> it, he needs to increase his water intake. Make sure he's drinking one quart of water, purified water. I recommend distilled. One quart of water every day for each 50 pounds of body weight. Then... 
He has to increase his vegetable intake and decrease his carb intake. So if he's from um, Africa, they eat a pretty starchy diet. They eat the fufu, the cassava, the breadfruit. It's just... The root vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. So he just needs to cut... If he could just cut those starches, like just cut them in half and double or quadruple his vegetables, then he'll be just fine. So if he has crocodile tears on his arms, you're telling him to put the... (laughs) The castor oil on his lower torso, correct? To start, I can't tell him head to toe, or he'll start seeing bugs, and the room will start spinning, and then he'll be mad at me, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I have to tell him waist down for four days. <laughs> his body kind of gets used to the whole cleansing thing. I then he can go head to toe. Now he sees his crocodile skin in his arm, but it's actually a systemic body-wide problem. It's not an arm problem. Actually, sorry, I just assumed they were on his arm. She didn't say that. Shouldn't do that. I don't know where that is, the crocodile. I don't know. There we are. There we are. But yeah, body-wide body problem. Yeah, get rid of that loofah. Don't, don't use that loofah sponge yeah. I, I had a boyfriend from Africa, and he used a loofah. I was like, that's brutal. But his skin was fine. He didn't have crocodile. So walk me through the castor oil again. Say, would you, if you wanted to do a full-body detox... Could you just rub your whole body at castor oil and maybe go in the sauna? That would be fun. Why would you go in the sun? I don't get that part. Sauna, sauna. Oh. Uh, it would help soak it in, right? Maybe? I wouldn't do that um, because adding a sauna would be a bit harsh. It's already intense enough as it is. Like yeah. I said, if you go head to toe all at once, you're going to be hallucinating and the room's going to be spinning. No kidding. And it'll take you a few weeks to get yourself straight. So to add sauna to that, I don't think would be okay. prudent. So with just straight castor oil, you that'll really do the trip to light fandango in your brain. You got to do the waist down for four days. That I'll be done. So I've done the waist. Well, the reason I can tell you so much about this is when I started, I did not do the waist down. I did head to toe. Whoa! What happened? Was, what happened? Well, just when I told you, the room started spinning, started seeing bugs and lights and all kinds of stuff. I said, okay, fine. I'm in my bedroom. I know there's a floor. I know there's a ceiling. I had to really talk myself through this. Interesting. And then, uh, you know, when I would close my eyes uh, to go to sleep, it seemed like they weren't closed because things were still moving and going on. But I'm just saying, it could be a pretty spooky experience. So why yeah. uh, you know, traumatize yourself? Waist down for four days and then head to toe. So what do you do after you waist down? I mean, where do you sit? Where do you go? What do you do while it's there on? Oh, you put some clothes on so you don't ruin your favorite um, furniture. Or you can do it waist down before bed. Just ruin all the sheets. Don't have to ruin all your clothes. By the time morning comes around, you'll be okay. Oh, I got you. Okay. So I tell people they're going to ruin a set of sheets or ruin all the clothes they own. They can just pick which is more important. Yeah, you could just find some old something. It'd be fun to do it at night, see what happens when you wake up, you know, if you're... <laughs> oh, no, if you do it waist down, it, you don't have, they don't get that um, mental effect. So it's waist down for four days, then you can do head to toe, and your body has, uh, you know, adjusted, assimilated, whatever, so you don't, you're not going to have the dysphoria. This is a medical term for it. Great. Gotcha. Yeah. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is here, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Her website is VitalityCycles.com. VitalityCycles.com. And you too can cycle your vitality or something like that. Um, Later on during the show, before she leaves, I took a picture of my refrigerator inside, and I'm going to show it to you. 
I'm doing a new diet over the last five weeks, and I'm going to show you what my refrigerator looks like. Let's do, what are we doing? What, which one are we doing? Oh, I got it. I got it. Here it is. Just lost my place here. I mentioned the sauna. Would you like to get a sauna? And you can get one. Previously with Dr. Thomas Rao, the Pericles Medical Clinic in Switzerland. Their specialty is detoxification. We asked him about far-infrared saunas. The far-infrared sauna goes much deeper into the skin subcutaneously. It has its maximum about four to five centimeters below the skin surface. You've actually measured materials in the sweat and you've proven this. Yes, the, the patients after a week doing this every day, half an hour or 45 minutes, they react quite much with sweat. Then you can collect this sweat. Then you measure this and then you find how much they detoxify with the heavy metals. It's really amazing. It really is amazing, right? But you know what? You know what? You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Uh, detoxification is just a, a small part of the benefits of getting in the sauna every day. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. We have a great video on our front page, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, and also on the sauna landing page, we call it, if you click on the front page and watch this video. And there's some really, really, really good things that go on with your heart and your uh, your whole circulate everything with a sauna. Yeah, really, really good and powerful for your heart. So check it out. And the way to get the um, the only price of twelve ninety five. Well, the only way you can get the twelve ninety five price is to email moi, your congenial host, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, tell me where you live, and I'll give you the exact delivered price to you, whether you're in Canada or Europe or Australia or uh, Kenny Bunkport, Maine, or wherever you live. Just tell me where you live, and I'll tell you the exact price. But if you're in the United States, um, I'm not counting Alaska or Hawaii, it is $1,295. Okay? Previously with Dr. Thomas Rao. Oh, how would he do that one? The par- I don't want to do that one. I, you know, I really, really, really enjoy taking pine pollen. It is a superfood. It's from actual pollen from little treesies. And uh, I don't do a lot of, I don't do anything that's actually from a lab or anything like that. They're all herbs and stuff like that. And pine pollen is a superfood, and uh, the the entire forest enjoys the pollen, and it helps to make the babies and make do their thing, and and it just really really is a wonderful product. And and you can take it three times a day, in the morning, midday, and at night before bed. Here's Stephen Buer. Buner, who wrote a book on pine pollen. Stephen Buner, master herbalist, wrote an entire book on pine pollen. Previously, we asked him, what's the difference between uh, gathering some pine pollen, eating that, and then maybe taking surthrival pine pollen and the grape alcohol, the tincture? What, what's the difference in the body? Okay, the difference is pine pollen is probably one of the best nutrient food substances on, on the earth. And you see, it's made to be uptaken by all of the life around it. All of the other plants take it in and use it for growth. Many of the animals eat it, and it's a very nutrient substance. If you eat it, what happens is it goes 
through your GI tract and then puts it into the bloodstream. And there's a lot of great stuff in it. I mean, it's really high in amino acids and protein and vitamins. So it's a very magnificent substance. It's kind of a nutrient longevity tonic food. And it will over time raise levels. But if you really want to raise them fast, you don't want to let it go through your GI tract, hence the use of a tincture. And you can click and order this great product right on our website. Any of these are thrival links. Take you right to the pine pollen and order away. OneRadioNetwork.com Indeed you can. Uh, People ask me from time to time, well they used to ask me, but now they know because we've been using it for so long, how I care for my teeth. And this is all I use. Uh, They're great. They're pearly. Uh, I don't have any tartar stuff on the inside. It's just, they're just great, you know. And uh, it's it's pearl sim, and it's made from real pearl that Rock Dr. Rulin Shu uh, figured out how to um, put into a powder without screwing up the cellular matrix. So it's a real living uh, substance. Well, they used, you know, pearls are living. And you can just brush your teeth with it. And you can also take it internally. And you can take it internally. People have used it internally uh, forever in Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, pearl for beauty and longevity. It has some very interesting properties. Uh, Lots of calcium. And it's the only calcium that we'd ever recommend you take because it's from a living source and will go into your bones and not into your arteries. Pearlsium internally and externally on your teeth. And you can get the capsules. It's on OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a great product. I think you'll really like it. I would get three, two or three of the containers on the Pearlsium, the powder, and then you can, um, you know, get a better deal on the deal on the deal. On the deal on the deal. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. In the great in the great country of Panama, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, who yeah. is, is is stretching and crocheting her way into immor- immortality. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, great. Rainy season there, huh? Here, boy, it's oh, really, something really. Yeah, it is rainy season. Boy, send some send some up here, would you please? Boy, it's really dry. Okay, next email. I go try to go in order. So we, <laughs> I know, got lots of them. I lost my place. Stand by. Oh, West Africa. We've done that one. Okay, here you go, Doctor Daniels, a sixty-year-old uh, male, dealing with GERD, at times having the sensation of throat closing with a lump in the throat, as well as dry cough. What can I do to get rid of these symptoms? Would vitality capsules or turpentine aid in halting the issue? Hmm. Uh, the uh, vitality capsules might help because I get things going further down so they don't come up this way so things go in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like the primary issue here is dehydration. Uh, so the throat closing is basically dehydration. So this person should take his weight divided by 50 and drink that many quarts of water a day. The water should be, should not be tap water. Hmm. I'd recommend distilled water. 
And then I would just uh, start simple with like fennel seeds. You can uh, chew fennel seeds. Uh, don't be shy. If you have to chew a cup a day, that's fine. Just one teaspoon at a time, chew and swallow, chew and swallow. Now, the other thing you can do is not eat anything before 10 a.m. Nothing, just water oh. before 10 a.m. If he has to, maybe a piece of fruit, raw fruit. Uh, so if he can just maybe put his meals between 10 a.m. and uh, 4 p.m., whatever he wants to eat, fine. All he wants, not a problem. The reason is his body appears to need more time to digest whatever it is he's putting into his body. Oh. So if he's on the three meal a day plan, breakfast at 7 a.m., lunch at noon, dinner at 6, he'll never get this taken care of. But if he can um, give his body more time to rest and digest his food, that would be a good thing. So if he can let his body rest and digest from, say, 4 p.m. to 10 a.m., that's going to get rid of this GERD and all this junk up here. It will have plenty of time to move further down the GI tract and he'll be comfortable. That's the GERD problem. The dry cough might actually be just part of the GERD. Because what happens when you have um, indigestion and acids further or higher up than what they belong is they'll actually spill over into the lung and give you a dry cough hmm. or spill over into your voice box and give you a dry cough. Mm -hmm. So it might be that really the only problem he has is the GERD. So what I would say is fix the GERD problem first. Do and the that GERD. would be give your body more time to digest, eat the fennel seeds, drink more water, take vitality capsules. And the dry cough might actually go away on its own. Mm -hmm. Doc, if the, if the acid's coming up the esophagus thing, how can it get over to other places? I don't understand that. The esophagus and trachea are connected. Oh. And the trachea? They connect in the back of your throat. Oh. The food and air can go to the back of your throat, and then there's a Y where the two are actually connected. Hmm. Go this way, esophagus. Go that way, trachea and lung. So what happens is if you have stuff in the esophagus that's backed up, it'll spill over into the lung part, and you get, <laughs> and it'll be a dry cough. Huh. It won't be productive. It'll be a dry cough. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. When 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 people get that classic heartburn over near the heart, how does that burning sensation get over there? The stomach sits. The heart sits right. Oh, on right the there. That's right. It's right on the. It's heart. right there on the stomach. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought about that. Sorry. Yeah, it's right there, isn't it? It's right there. Okay. Yeah. People think their heart is going, you know? My heart's going. Uh, my heart's over there. What's my stomach's over there? No, they, they're, they're, they're it's, it's right there. It's right. You know, I kind of, you know, I kind of think of my stomach is kind of being like down there, but it's not. It's over to this way over to the side, isn't it? To the left. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, I failed health class. I didn't go to health class. I'm a 56-year-old female who's having trouble with my left ear. Intermittent Hackhammer, loud buzz, hackhammer, no loud noise, injury, fever, or nothing like that. Seems worse after driving the car or caffeine. Does she have, what does she have? She just has noise. Noise in her left ear, right, loud buzz. and Now it seems to be worse after she drives her car, Doc, or caffeine. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's basically, again, a dehydration problem. 
reasons worse after you drive your car is you're probably not dry, not drinking while you're driving. A lot of people don't drink even water before they drive because they don't want to use the bathroom while they're in the car. So you have all this process going on. You dehydrate yourself before you get in the car. You're in the car for extensive length of time not drinking anything. And um, the circulation of uh, blood, basically, to that ear is not great. And so you get... Yeah. To you, it sounds like a noise, but basically, it's just uh, that ear nerve being irritated by not having water and nutrition. So I don't know what a driving situation is, but uh, you know, drink before you get in the car. If you're in the car more than you know 15 minutes, take another drink of water, and that should actually take care of that ear problem. And the caffeine, again, caffeine. Uh, makes you uh, piss. It dehydrates you. Dehydrates. So caffe caffeine sucks water out of the circulation into the bladder, and that dehydrates you. So what I would do is uh, either just cut out the caffeine or drink a glass of water before and after your glass of coffee. Or, I like the way you said that, or. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I would like to visit Panama and Dr. Daniels. Mm -hmm. When is the next retreat, and what is the cost? Also, I have some questions about blood pressure and and uh, vitamin B. She didn't ask the questions, but she was just wants to come visit. <laughs> right. So we don't have a uh, retreat scheduled at the moment. However, she can go to vitalitycycles.com, make sure she gets on our list, enter her email address, and um, we'll keep her posted. What are some things that can be taken internally and applied topically to safely remove moles on the skin without causing any scars or pitting develop? Is there any significance to the sudden appearance of a numerous small moles just popping up the size of a pencil tip after decades of not having them? Why would that be? Hmm. Hmm. Curious minds want to well, Let's talk about the cure first. That's pretty simple. Okay. So um, 10 or 20% acetic acid. And this is known as cleaning vinegar. You can get it from your hardware store. And you just take a, a drop, put it on um, a Band-Aid, put the Band-Aid over the area, and then it lifts off the next day. Acetic acid. Acetic, acetic acid. 20, 10 or 20% acetic acid. And you just purchased that somewhere online or something? Okay, so listen, let me tell you again. Hardware store. Oh, purchase it at the hardware they don't have store. hardware stores anymore here. They're gone. Oh, what are they called? Home, like Home Depot? Home Depot, that's what they're called. Exactly, it's a hardware store. It's a hardware store. <laughs> and um, it's called cleaning vinegar. Cleaning oh, cl vinegar. Cleaning vinegar, all right. That's what it's called. And you look at it and it's, it'll say 20%. Uh, 10 or 20% acetic acid. Interesting. What do keep people clean? I, I think they, my mom used to put vinegar and water to mop the floors, I remember. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and did we get to why there could be popping out, he wants to know? Oh, well, constipation, of course. Of course. In other words, your body is putting these toxins in the skin <laughs> because <laughs> the other exits are not uh, available. <laughs> Exit closed. <laughs> Let's go somewhere. <laughs> Exit close. I love it when you say it. It's like, okay, let's exit close. Gosh. Yeah, so get some vitality capsules and just keep that keep the keep the stuff flowing out the proper exit. Right. 
Uh, let's see. In the past, I've heard Dr. Daniels say that we should buy the Russian-sourced black tar shilajit as opposed to the shilajit that comes from the Himalayas. Um, would you please ask her if she still recommends only the Russian-sourced product, and if so, why does she prefer it over the Himalayan variety? So the Russian Russian um, product has better quality control, uh, fewer toxins, and more minerals. Than the Himalayan guys? Okay, gotcha. Uh, Danny wants to know, what does blood in your semen mean? Hmm. Not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, yeah, how old is he? We don't know how old he is. He doesn't say. How old are you, Danny, if you're, if you're out there? <laughs> Write us back. So if he's under 70, nothing. If he's over 70, it means he might have a little bit of prostatitis. So if you just have some blood in there and that's it, uh, you know. Now, another thing it could mean, though, is that, that you have weak blood vessels. Your blood vessels are fragile. So in other words, a little bit of blood means a blood vessel broke somewhere. And in normal, even extraordinary sexual activity, that really shouldn't happen. So if he would add some more gelatin to his diet, or uh, I hate to use that word, connective tissue, so maybe some ham hocks or pig ears or something like that. And that would strengthen those blood vessels and uh, yeah, no more blood in the semen. There you go. I bought your Total Health Accelerator course. It's awesome. Yep. I have a couple questions. Repair a broken bone where the two broken ends are separated and not lined up. Correct. How do you do that? You have the person lay down and you yank on the extremity, whether it's the hand or the uh, foot or whatever, and then you just splint it in that position. So if, if, there, if you look at the limb and it's not disfigured, even though the bones are not lined up, your body will actually form a union if you immobilize that, that limb. Immobilize it, meaning? Keep it still. Keep it still. Immobilize. Yeah. But, so just put it in a splint. And in the course, I go over it extensively, the different types of splints you can get, how to get the right splint, blah, blah, blah. But now they have prefab splints that are just amazing. Really? You can just take the splint, put it in place, bam, it's better than a cast and much more comfortable and easy. So... And it's cheaper than a visit to a doctor. Yeah. So if there's a bone and they're not lined up, um, are they going to try to line themselves up and you'll have a little joint there? I don't understand. You want to get them together, right? No? No, wrong, wrong. I cover all this in the course. And your own doctor, when he fixes a broken bone, doesn't get the bone together. He doesn't. So, I mean, yeah, no, it's a fantasy. That's it's crazy. A I mean, what if, what, if they, what if they're like this? I mean, aren't they going to just... They're, they're like this. Oh, they're like this. And then what happens? Your body yeah. puts out material that binds them together and will actually bind them together and elongate them over time and fix itself. That's crazy. No. Getting it going to doctors was crazy. No, I know. I, I mean that in a good way. It's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, but wouldn't you end up with some big lump down there if they're together? You break a, a shin bone, you never see the lump. I'll be done. And your body over time 
It's called modeling, smooths out the lump, actually goes away. And and you can purchase something that's a kind of a, what do you, what do you call it? It's some kind of a cast? It's a split. It's, it's a split. It's the Velcro split. You, you, it's got uh, huh. stays in it, supporting the side. You wrap it around, close it in Velcro, bam, done. Huh. Oh, good. If I'm ever out there in the woods, I'm going to bring one of those with me because they break my leg. 